What is going on, everybody? Hopefully you guys are doing well out there. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hopefully uh, the holidays and uh, maybe you've had some time off and stuff. Hopefully that all has been treating you very well. I uh, just wanted to join you today really quickly on the Sports Card Show program, let you know what we've got in store for you uh, coming into the new year. As you know, 2019 was all about making it your best year ever. And for me personally, uh, I'd like to think that uh, that I did that. Maybe ask my wife or uh, you know people that I know. Maybe maybe not. But uh, for me personally, feel like I did everything I could to make that happen. First thing I want to talk about here on the show, if you're not aware, uh, it's been a while since I've put a podcast out on this feed. But we've actually had two other podcasts. You might ask, where are they? How do you find them? You go to sportscardradio.com/slash. Premium again. Go to sportscardradio.com/slash/premium, or you can always go to sportscardradio.com and find a link to it in the menu section of the the website. Uh, so we have two new podcasts: one on the check out my cards return policy, which uh, as of recording this now, I've had zero returns since they've implemented this new return policy. So we talked about um, back then, that was a month or two ago, about how people were flipping out about this new return policy. And uh, we thought it was without merit and without any good reason. And so far, we've been proven right because, like I said, I've sold uh, probably a few thousand cards since then and zero have been returned. And I can imagine you listening to this now, uh, it probably hasn't affected you much either. So uh, talked about that on one of the episodes. In the second episode, Brian Gray uh, again went off on us, uh, both on social media and on a podcast. And uh, said all kinds of crazy things. Uh, if I was like him, I'd, I'd threaten a lawsuit and threaten to sue him. But for me, it's actually good for our brand, good for our image over here at SportsCardRadio.com. And uh, so we encouraged it and spent an hour uh, kind of destroying uh, any kind of credibility he may have left here in the hobby as a you know a third rate, third tier kind of card dealer uh, that he is. So again. Sportscardradio.com slash premium. You want to know why the word premium is in there, guys? Because it's not free. No more free podcast uh, in 2020. And that that's um, a slight exaggeration. But for the most part, any lengthy podcast, any podcast uh, that includes a lot of discussion about business and making money. And certainly any kind of trash-talking podcast, which they all uh, inevitably turn into, um, will be on the paid side. You want to know? You might want to know how much each episode is. Right now, they are $1.49, which nets me a cool $0.97 cents or something like that after all the fees and commissions and all that stuff is taken out. Um, and so I do appreciate there's been um, uh, quite a few people, more than I thought, uh, that have downloaded these things and actually paid. The money gets dumped in my account uh, almost daily. And so um, it is quite nice actually actually making a little bit of money on the show. You might ask, what's going to happen to the Sports Card Show podcast that you're listening to right now that's free, that you access via iTunes or Stitcher? Look, it's still going to be around. Uh, it will probably come out about at the same cadence as uh, you know the last 11, 12 years that we've been doing this once every you know month or once every two months or so. But they are going to be condensed and they are going to be shorter. I simply do not have the time anymore to sit down for hours and hours and hours and give away free content and free advice. 
uh, a lot of this advice. Again, a lot of what we do here is for entertainment purposes. I, I think a lot of people don't get that. Some people do. The people that do get it are entertained and laugh uh, maybe at, at us or at our expense or maybe at the people we're making fun of. I really don't care. Some of you guys take this show and what we say on, on the show all very, very seriously, and you think that we're, we're literally over here steaming and stewing about this, almost like you're watching a, a Quentin Tarantino movie, thinking the, the actors on there are, are playing their real-life role, which they are not. But this show will still be around to entertain, to make you laugh, and to hopefully educate you a little bit, hopefully motivate you as well. But I'm not going to get on here, and, 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 and my brother's not going to come on this show and talk for hours and hours and hours for, for, for no money. It's just not going to happen anymore. So for 2020, uh, a lot of the premium stuff, a lot of the in-depth discussion w- will cost you $1.49. Now, there, again, I, I'm not going to do it monthly. I've had people ask me about a Patreon and maybe a monthly thing. It's not something that's going to happen every month. It's probably going to happen about the same cadence as this show. Once every two months, three months, once a quarter, something like that. If you can't reach into your wallet and pull out a dollar forty-nine to entertain yourself for an hour or two, or I think the last show might even close to three hours, if you can't pay a dollar forty-nine for two or three hours of a podcast, guys, you, you know, by all means, find all the free podcasts that are available and knock yourself out. The Sports Card Show is not for everybody, and certainly the Sports Card Radio Premium Edition is not for everybody as well. But again, they cost $1.49. Maybe when we get to 10, 12 episodes, we'll, we'll do a little package deal or something like that, but we'll wait until uh, that time comes, and it's going to be a while. It's not like I'm going to be pumping these things out, and uh, you know, I'm certainly not going to be feeding my family with these things. But if you want to listen, we certainly encourage you to do that. Uh, and, and appreciate, we appreciate you if you just want to listen to the free podcast, certainly appreciate you. Um, but if you want to pull out your wallet and pay $1.49, uh, there's some extra special appreciation for you uh, in that sense. So head on over to sportscardradio.com slash premium. There are two episodes there for you and knock yourself out. On today's show, just really quickly, um, discuss uh, quickly a couple topics that we've actually talked about on the premium side. And we also had uh, uh, Evan Mathis, a former NFL player, was accused of card trimming as well. So we'll discuss that. And finally, 2019 was all about making it your best year ever. And you might be wondering, what happens in 2020? So I'll talk about that. So first... Uh, on to basketball cards. Basketball's kind of what's in season now. I, I know we're coming to the tail end of the NFL, and it, it's quite exciting if you have a team in the playoffs. Uh, I, I personally, my team actually, my favorite team has a, the number one pick, which I'm actually very excited about. I think if your team misses the playoffs and has a bad year, the best possible outcome is to have the number one pick, and that's what the Bengals did. So I'm excited about next year. I think they're going to uh, turn over the roster. A lot of guys are going to be gone, and they're going to start the rebuilding process again there in Cincinnati. So it may be a long road, may not be a fruitful road, but uh, it's better than the road we've been on the last season or two. So I'm excited about that. Now, 
I also have season tickets to the San Francisco 49ers, and they, to me, look like a team that could contend for a Super Bowl title. So that's been exciting as well. And what's nice is the Bengals usually play a 10 o'clock game out here on the on the West Coast, and then the Niners play a 1 o'clock game. So you can imagine I've been sitting on my fat ass uh, watching uh, sports and football every Sunday for the last few months, and that's exactly what I'm going to be doing over the next few weeks. You got the college football playoff coming up. Super excited about that. I mean, if you don't watch college football, you're you're fucking nuts. Uh, uh, the at least watch those last four games where it's the you know, like I said, the college football playoff. I can understand some of these bowl games, Netflix bowl, you know, Grape City Bowl doesn't really matter. Might not be that entertaining, but uh, certainly those last four games uh, where where you have the college football playoffs are, are certainly uh, super exciting. I'm going to watch that. Um. But basketball is in full swing, and we've got two of the bigger stars in the hobby that are currently hurt, Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson. I will, I will not pronounce Luka Doncic's name correctly until he signs all his cards. The minute he starts signing all his cards, I will correctly pronounce his name, but until he takes the respect uh, to do that for all you guys, I will not show him uh, an ounce of respect here on the show. But... Uh, both of them are hurt. So it shows you the pitfalls of kind of in uh, buying kind of the hot guy, the hot, sexy guy. Um, I think it's kind of like dating a super hot chick. Dating a super hot chick is probably pretty fucking cool. But guess what? There's a there's some downfalls to it too. Okay, this girl might have a limited attention span. She's going to have about 20 other guys hitting on her on a daily basis. And if you don't uh, stay on top of your game, She's going to leave you and disappoint you. And that's kind of what happened with Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson, at least at the moment. Now, I think Luka's going to come back. I think he'll come back. He'll be fine. And I think the Dallas Mavericks, to me, look like a playoff team. So he could have, uh, you know, back after the year, um, if he fully recovers and and comes back, I think he could have a decent year. Um, You know, I I mean, decent. Uh, He's having a great year. Zion... I saw him practicing this week. The problem I see with Zion is the Pelicans have absolutely nothing to play for. They're a terrible basketball team. If Zion has any kind of setback, whether it's on his road to play a game or if he comes back and plays a few games and then gets hurt again, they will shut him down for the whole year. Okay, So then he turns into like a Blake Griffin, Greg Oden kind of situation, and that's not a situation I want to be a part of. So both of those guys, for me, are no touch. I'm instead focusing uh, primarily on baseball cards at the moment. Uh, baseball. Notice I didn't say anything about baseball when I was talking about college football, NFL, basketball. Guys, nobody cares about baseball right now. So guess what? Buy, you, you're trying to buy low and sell high. That's like the ABC first chapter of investing is buy low, sell high. Okay. I don't know how you're going to buy Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson low right now and sell high. There's a lot of risk, uh, not a lot of upside in my opinion. There's a lot of upside in baseball prospects right now, so I'm focusing on that. The other thing I've been focusing on is more vintage, so more 1960s, uh, primarily 1960s cards in relatively good condition. Uh, None of those cards are going to be perfect unless Evan Mathis gets his hands on them or the PWCC guys get their hands on them or, uh, you know, Scissorhand Moser uh, gets his hand on them or One Touch Jamin. Uh, Then they'll they'll do a little trimmy trim and turn it into whatever whatever they want. But um, 
a relatively good condition, centered up uh, for the most part, you know, depending on the price. And I've been flipping those cards on check out my cards with some uh, degree of success. Those cards sell probably better than any other card on the site. If you go look, the cool thing about check out my cards when you're on a card detail page, up in the left hand corner, at least on like a desktop uh, view, um, or if you're on a tablet, like a larger tablet or something, it shows you the four-year sale chart. I don't know what it looks like on a phone. I don't access the uh, check on my cards via phone. Uh, but it shows you the four-year sales. And for a lot of cards, even if it's a decent player, it's not very impressive. But you look at some of these uh, you know, older baseball cards, they're flying out the door. You know, 10, 15, 20 of them are selling every quarter. So uh, th- that's enough turnover uh, in my book that you can do a lot of flipping with it. So I prefer to flip that. I do kind of swing trading, I think, with uh, Prism Basketball. My brother's kind of tends, his focus is there, so I figure I, I focus on something else. Um, you know, you could swing trade, uh, you know, a three, four, five, six-month trade with NBA and, and prospects in that sense, and you can do it with MLB prospects. If you just want to flip cards, you know, 1960s, 70s, maybe even 80s baseball, I don't think there's anything better uh, on the site than that. Again, not not nearly as sexy as getting on there and saying, hey, look at this Luca that I, I paid uh, my half my paycheck for, um, and now he's hurt, okay? Not something I'm into doing. So that's uh, kind of the buying and selling. Uh, again, talked very quickly about Evan Mathis, former NFL player, has been accused of card trimming. And one thing that I've, I've seen and people brought to our attention is they're like, Oh, well, these are just accusations and they're one-sided. Well, guys, where the fuck is the mountain of evidence proclaiming these guys' innocence? Where's the evidence, guys? When you read through the blowout thread, yes, I know. It's it's screenshots of cards that were altered and regraded and things like that. And there's no video of, you know, he's not that big of an idiot. Maybe he is. (coughs) But there's no like video of these guys actually trimming the cards. There's probably text messages and things like that, and that but that's for the FBI to that they have access to that information. But what I'm wondering is, where is the any shred of evidence that these guys didn't trim cards? And again, this is the court of public opinion. This is not a court of law. Some of you guys like to clock out of your day job and then clock in with no legal experience, no law degree, and try to defend these guys. We're actually privileged. The show actually has several attorneys that listen. None of them have ever contacted me and given me legal advice. But I can count on, you know, it take both hands and both feet to count the number of fucking idiots out there that give me legal advice that aren't lawyers, that never went to a, a, a law school class in their life, let alone took the bar and passed it. All I know is when I look at the evidence, it is overwhelming at times. And it is pretty, uh, you know, pretty convincing. And then when you compare that with the evidence that these guys didn't, which is, absolutely nothing, then yeah, it's pretty easy to draw the conclusion that these guys are scumbags, these guys are cheats, these guys are fucking idiots. I don't care if you played in the NFL or you didn't. 
These guys are scumbags. And then layer on top of that, that pretty much every other person in this hobby can't be trusted and shouldn't be trusted. It's really easy to understand what these guys are doing. So what do you do going forward? For me personally, I would never, ever, ever, ever pay more than $20 for a graded card, period. End of story. For some of you guys, that bar might be higher. But you have to assume every single graded card that you touch has been trimmed, altered, waxed, scrubbed, cleaned, or all of the above. For me personally, the limit I'm willing to spend on that is 20 bucks. For some of you guys, the bar might be higher. You might, might spend $100, $500, $1,000. I'll let you to d- decide on where you want to go with that. But for me personally, <coughs> it's just not something that I want to deal with. And, you know, I know that, that Brent, oh, Brent Master over at PWCC wants, the, wants card uh, altering and, and restoration to be like the art world or the comic book world. But Brent, let me tell you again why this is different. You guys are altering the cards and not disclosing it, period. In the art world, art restoration is disclosed. In the comic book world, restoration is disclosed. In the coin world, it is strongly, strongly discouraged, almost as much as trading cards. In the coin world, if you find a coin buried under dirt, you're not supposed to clean it, okay? Let alone if it has a a, a few uh, issues with it. But look, people do, and it often is caught and uh, disclosed on some kind of uh, you know PCGS coin, I've seen ones that are that are noted as being cleaned. Look, it's not acceptable to be trimming edges off cards and not disclosing it. Now, is it PSA's job to catch this and disclose it? Probably, but they're not. Is it Beckett's job to catch this and disclose it? They're not. So, again, that leads me as a collector to make the decision, I'm not going to spend my hard-earned money on this stuff outside of maybe 10, 15, 20 bucks here and there. In that case, I don't really care. And, you know, if a trimmer trimmed the edge off a $20 card, uh, not that 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 doesn't matter, but it matters a hell of a lot less than on a $1,000 card or a $500,000 card. So just be careful out there. Do your research. Do your homework. I have spent God knows how much money over the last few years. I've been very blessed, okay? I've spent $80,000 on a car. I've spent uh, over $10,000 on a watch twice. I've spent thousands of dollars on firearms, okay? I just got a reloading press and, and brass and bullets and powders. Okay, I would do uh, hours and hours of research before I purchased these things. I've spent like four or $5,000 on tools just in the last few years. I would spend hours of doing research to buy a chop saw, 
let alone some fucking baseball card. Okay, so do your research. Dig into it. Don't just look at the PSA slab and start drooling. Do some research. Figure out the provenance. If it's too good to be true, uh, it probably is. Wait for the next one to come up. Uh, Quickly, again, these shows are going to become condensed. For some of you, it might be great. Instead of going on for an hour, we're going to hit you in in hopefully uh, 45 minutes or less now. Uh, Brian Gray, again, uh, went off on Twitter, sent the Zillow value of my parents' house to my brother for some reason, uh, which is strange because uh, as I sit here today, I'm 37 and I'm like two weeks away from being 38. I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18 years old. And so it's been 20 years almost now since I have not lived with my parents. How much their house is worth, I have absolutely no idea. I'm just happy that uh, it hasn't been left to me and it hasn't, I'm not responsible for it, okay? Because it means they're alive and they're enjoying it. And that's really how it should be. How and why Brian Gray sent the Zillow value of my parents' house to my brother, I have no idea. But what I do know, guys, California real estate is not cheap, okay? I would love to own real estate anywhere in the world, but especially here in California. Sorry, I'm getting phone calls. It's, it's not Brian Gray, and it's not my realtor. Uh, so Brian went off, and I think he went on a podcast and said we were homophobic and some other things. Um, but uh, again, it's good for my brand. It's good for the Sports Card Radio brand to have people in the industry uh, making fun of us and things like that. Uh, the people that listen to this show and invest their time in this show know that we are 90% bravado, 90% uh, uh, you know, kind of in your face, trying to entertain you a little bit. The other 10%, though, I think does have some value. If you listen to our Make 2019 Your Best Year Ever, and I know some people did listen to that and actually took action on that. And probably did have a good year. I've had, I mean, I've had not people just contact me publicly, but privately. I've had uh, probably at least 10 or 12 people contact me privately and tell me how much those segments meant to them. And that's why I kept doing them. Okay. I was really doing them for myself because I think I get on this show and I make it seem like I'm pissing excellence and I wake up. Uh, you know, at bright, bright and early, and I have you know exceptional fucking coming out of my ass. It's not true. Okay, you know, I I have motivational problems sometimes. I have times where uh, you know I don't think things are going that great. I have times where I'm I doubt myself and doubt the things that I'm doing. Everybody does. But the most important thing is to always, uh, you know, no one's going to come and, and motiv- the best motivator is yourself. If you need to, uh, you know, open up YouTube or turn on a podcast or have your wife motivate you or a best friend motivate you, uh, you know, I got news flash for you. It's, it's, it's not going to last. It's not going to be as effective as you motivating yourself. So that's often what I'm uh, trying to do. 
And I always try to set goals and try to set achievements. And last year, it was make 2019 my best year ever. And that can mean whatever uh, you want it to mean. For me, it meant working less, hanging out with my family, but still being successful uh, in in the, the things that I worked on. I ended up selling about $20,000 less product, maybe even $30,000 less product on Amazon. But I just looked today, I made the exact same amount of profit, made about $10,000. So I sold less, but made more. I spent less time on my website, but I had an amazing call with a Google rep. Google calls me every quarter. One of these college graduates that they hire calls me and they say, hey, we want to work on your campaigns and help you with their website and all this. And sometimes I talk to them, sometimes I don't. But this guy was like, he was texting me, he was emailing me, he was like, really, you know, usually they just call me once or email me once or twice and that's it. This guy was like really after me. And so I was like, cool, I'll sit down with him. He seems like a go-getter. That's the kind of guy I want to talk to. Man, this dude hooked up, hooked up my account. I mean, this guy literally put uh, probably $15,000, $20,000 profit in my pocket in like three, four months. So I was really happy I sat down and took that call. I remember I was at a pumpkin patch with my son and he calls me and I said, well, can I call you back in 30 minutes? I want to, you know, I want to pick out some pumpkins and stuff. Came back and it was, it was great. So, um, 2020, what's that going to be about? 2020 is going to be about making every moment count. Make every second, every day, every month count. And what do I mean by that? Does that mean you got to wake up and like I said, piss excellence and shit fucking, you know, being exceptional? No. Does it mean you got to wake up and grind and work and, and, and do all this stuff? No. For some of you guys, it might be working less. For some of you guys, it might be acquiring new skills. For me, that's always something I'm interested in doing. 2020 is going to be a year where I educate myself on the real estate business. I've got relatively good credit. I've got uh, good cash flow in my businesses. I have some savings and some cash I can put into a new business. And while I don't think I'll jump into um, buying any property next year in 2020, I will be preparing myself to get into that business uh, probably in 2021, 22. We'll see how, how fast or slow things go. But, um, you know, my parents have done well in real estate. I have a lot of other friends that have done well in real estate, and it's just kind of a natural progression. Uh, for me, uh, where I want to go, uh, you have uh, you could do rental properties, you can do Airbnb these days. Uh, there's lots of, you can do parking lots there. There's a lot of different things you can do. And I'm going to be spending uh, the year making every moment count by uh, acquiring new skills, educating myself. So that'll be my professional goal. Um, Obviously maintain my Amazon business, hopefully grow it. Actually, I'm looking to grow it in 2020. Hopefully uh, pursue more of that keep working on the websites, those kind of churn out the money and keep kind of hopefully improving those and improving the profits on those as well. Make every moment count with my family. When I'm with my son, I mean, I do this already, but, um, and it's easy to do, but every moment I'm with them, just, you know, don't be thinking about anything else. 
just be thinking about uh, the moment I have with them because they're getting older and it's go- it goes by very quickly. Eventually, there's going to be moments where uh, they're sick and tired of dad and they're ready to be out on their own, ready to be independent and, and ready to, to take on the challenges uh, that, that they'll face in their life. So uh, just uh, try to be there for them uh, every moment I can. And for some of you guys, it might be, you know, acquiring some new skills. If you're not making money on the internet and you're posting every day to Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, maybe figure out a way that you can make some money. I've never seen Facebook send anybody a check. I've never seen TikTok send a check to anybody or Twitter or Instagram. These companies are in business uh, because you are the product and you guys do an exceptional job feeding uh, their product line for free. And I see a lot of people talk about, you know, I've got a thousand followers now or I've got this many followers. Well, you know, I'd rather have a thousand dollars than than any number of followers, okay? A million followers, I'd rather have a thousand dollars. So make every moment count. If you're spending, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes, hour a day, some of you probably more than that, on these social media sites, well, figure out how you can present a product. Instead of you being the product, create a product. Create a way where you can profit as well. Trust me, these companies are making billions of dollars. Maybe you can get a piece of that as well. If you're already selling uh, casually on on uh, eBay and things like that, it's not 1999 anymore, guys. Can't believe how many how how long I've talked about on this show, a couple years about selling on Amazon and how few people do. I mean, it's 2020, and a lot of people have not graduated to selling uh, on a different po- platform other than eBay. I can't tell you how many people talk about just getting on to check out my cards and, and just starting to sell there too. It's like, guys, it's, it's 2020. So make every moment count. And for some of you guys, maybe you already have a 40-hour work week. You're already kind of grinding. You're already kind of overstretched because you go to work and then you come home, you got your family and things like that. Or if you're single, you're trying to get a date or whatever it is. Well, maybe have more moments where you take some time off. You know, if you've got paid time off stacked up, guys, that time and that money that you actually get from that gets less valuable year after year. It's not like PTO is like a stock and it goes up every year and it's worth kind of holding on to. You know, $10 today is, is not like $10 tomorrow. So take that time off and, sp- and spend that money or, or, or invest that money into something uh, other than, you know, kind of a a number on your paycheck or on your HR uh, website. So so for some of you, making every moment count might be putting your feet up, you know, grabbing your, your a, a cold one and uh, some chicken wings and, and watching a football game and just taking that in. You know, for some of you guys that are trimming cards and, and, and fondling cards in your mom's basement, maybe it's time to uh, take... Take things to the next level. 
Not talking about getting like a laser cut uh, trimmer, but you know, there's ways to make money in this hobby. Essentially made, uh, personally, I made over six figures uh, in this hobby last year. And it has afforded me to be able to come on this podcast, not have sponsors, not kiss anyone's ass, and quite frankly, be able to talk trash on everybody. Because last time I checked, Brian Gray's never sent me a check. Tops has never sent me a check. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter have never sent me a check. Just in the last few months, I've had some listeners start sending me uh, 99 cent checks when they download the podcast. So I appreciate that. Um, again, sportscardradio.com slash premium is where you'll find all the premium shows going forward. They will not appear on this feed. They will not appear on iTunes. They will not appear on Stitcher or any other platform uh, that you want to, to listen to the show on. You must go to sportscardradio.com slash premium to listen. So that's it for today. Hopefully you guys are all doing well out there. Have a great new year. Have a great, hopefully you had a great Christmas, but by the time you listen to this, it's over. Enjoy your first of the year. Make every moment count in 2020. And we'll be back in our 12th season some other time, some other place. But until then, we are out of here.